Welcome to the Ain't Shit Show. Welcome. You, you're being welcomed. Welcome. Hello. I'm, Every time you, yeah, you no, say that many welcomes, it's I, just, I'm I, trying I, to I get keep thinking of the, brain. the moon welcome, and star. Moon and star. Na- welcome, Nerevar. Um, rhymes with vocal. I don't know. Do you want your name out there? I mean, that Come was your... friend or foe. Come. I, yeah, I, I say my name on the internet, so all right, cool. it's all good. Char- Charlie, his address is... <laughs> phone number. <laughs> <laughs> Social don't tell them what kind number, of couch I got. Yeah, credit card. <laughs> credit card information, the back through the little Blood type. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just going to guess A, B, because I think that's really common. Uh, anyways, welcome. Uh, we have Charlie in the welcome. chat with us. He's he's our first representative of Big Brain Twitter, who I am so excited to have on the pod, because it's nice to finally address why... To ask someone directly, why does Big Brain Twitter fuck with me? Why do they like me? What's really going on? <laughs> why am I part of this? How did this happen? <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. I feel like most people on Big Brain Twitter don't fully know why they're there. <laughs> that's, yeah, that makes that makes like, tons of sense. Like some of the, you know, you got you got a couple um, real pretentious jackasses who know exactly why, but most mm-hmm. of us sort of mm-hmm. sort of accidentally found our way um mm-hmm. into i don't know you just it's it's the same as like stumbling to the like just room full of nerds at a party mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. where it's like house party you're just like walking around and then somehow you just catch someone like talking about a book they're in a corner they got their fucking solo cup and they're just like on some shit that you mm-hmm. sort of know about and you're like mm-hmm. oh hey what was that what's up oh, yeah. <laughs> oh you guys are talking about a fang nomina get... yeah i know i've read about that oh, <laughs> oh you get you guys are on some fucking nietzsche at, yeah. at 11 30 p.m okay That's... word no, all right guys i uh i do the same thing but i do like i'm broadcasting like reverse racist like dog whistles so like i'm trying to catch i don't know how to i was explaining it <laughs> Where, like, I say things that, like, a racist would understand, but it would hurt their feelings. Do you get what I'm saying? Hmm. Right? So I'll say That's... things like, yeah, Europeans have, like, really small brain pans. And, you know, if you study the the art of phrenology, you would understand that, right? Like, <laughs> mm, Yeah, <it's>, okay. <laughs> trying to get the right type, like, because then... I don't that's, really know that's a dog whistle that's so zesty. much as you just like say like just doing phrenology jokes back at white people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is is funny, but not for the not for being <laughs> not for anyone. <laughs> yeah, what happens is no one is no one wins in my sense of humor. No one is having a good time there. Uh I'm having I, a good time usually. Sometimes I, I am shaking my head and just kind of <laughs> Wondering if this will all end, but <laughs> oh my god, uh, I do, I do think it's very powerful. Um, you're on some like vibe jujitsu shit, where you're <laughs> you're catching the the racist vibe, and you're being like, I'm gonna use that against you. <laughs> it's the weight of the yeah, no. I listen. I've had to learn vibe jujitsu like as a defense mechanism for working in tech. Because that is how you yeah. get, yeah, it's how you get jobs in tech is is knowing how to like use the vibes, right? Because so is vibe jujitsu like what you learn at vibe camp? Is that what's going on there? <laughs> I do. Yeah, there's a there's a 
I was I was slotted as one of the you know as a keynote speaker for Vibe Jiu Jitsu, but <laughs> I turned it down. <laughs> the vibe was wrong. Vibe was wrong. There's a there's a bunch of tiny vibes <laughs> floating around um, that people keep coughing out. Yeah. <laughs> Getting other people messing with their vibes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I I I find like. I don't know. You you work in tech or at least are in the like tech milieu and you like kind of understand. I think there is like a there is a definite cool kids in tech. They're like they exist. Right. But the problem is that like cool kids in tech seldomly are cool kids outside of tech. Do you know what mm. I'm saying? Like that that tech oh, bubble yeah, of, definitely. of coolness. And so like what ends up happening is it becomes incredibly insular where like. People will say this guy is extremely cool in uh, tech. Inceller. <laughs> Inceller. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, like they'll they'll end up like getting really. They'll say I'm gonna emulate this guy because this guy is a cool tech guy, and then they become like a parody of that guy, and then someone underneath them or someone who's like just getting introduced to the whole shit will be like, oh, that is the coolest guy here. So I'm going to be like that guy. And then it turns into like a parody where like the parody itself becomes so unrecognizable that you get dudes that like are just they don't they can't even function in like regular society. You know what I mean? Like they have to be in tech. They can't they can't exist anywhere else. Like um, what is it before I did any of the before I did marketing, like the dark arts of marketing, which is what I do, like, you know, SEO and all that shit before I did any of that stuff. I was a tire. I like changed tires right like that's what I, I would love to see anyone like on big brain twitter changing tires or being a tow truck driver or doing a chef job like i did right like i don't think that that works i don't think they could do it i don't think they could flip that around and i think that like i have kind of a unique perspective in that way but also i don't know I, man big brain twitter is weird big brain twitter is weird um but i i will s- in big brain twitter's defense one of the things that i enjoy about it is that it is not as like tech bro heavy as it kind of looks sometimes i've noticed that actually yeah because like i had um i had some run-ins kind of early on with like actual tech bro twitter and um that's a a different dark kind of guy yeah that's like a deeply deranged type of guy on average is the kind of tech bro guy that all, like all my posts. apes gone yeah it's, <laughs> it's the nft guys right um because like what happens there is not something that i usually seem to see on big brain twitter and i haven't really fucking i just kind of hang out with whoever's whoever i feel is kind of cool um but what i usually noticed in tech bro twitter was there are guys that will just say the most insane like racist or sexist shit and think that that's fine and also that they have that kind of thing figured out because they do security management um for like uh the servers at target or something you know what i mean (laughs) they're like i see so many black people stealing things (laughs) why do black people steal so many things or something like that right like that's a take that you'll see on like fucking tech bro twitter and like on big brain twitter i just see like fucking arguments about philosophy (laughs) which is just nerd shit but i respect it 
it's all every time I see anything on Big Brain Twitter, it's always something. I know it's Big Brain Twitter because I don't understand what I'm looking at. Right. I like it's phrases. It's like plug and play phrases. Like, see, this is the thing about like philosophers and people who code should not ever hang out together because people who code do this thing where they like cut a phrase or cut. It's something you do in code. You cut something that works and you just plug it into the next thing and hope that that also works. And with philosophy, philosophy is like, I'm going to keep cutting myself on this thing until it until like my skin grows over and I can't cut it anymore. That's the philosophy brain of how, like how you learn shit or it's the, it's the sunken cost. What was my philosophy bit about farts where like, you know, I, I filled up this room full of farts and I've been breathing in the gas every day. Um, and I'm positive that my farts don't smell because why else would I do that? And then someone opened up, opens the window up and they're like, Hey, this shit smells bad. And you're like, Oh yeah, it does. My bad. Okay, well I'm gonna go fill up another room full of farts. Hopefully that one won't stink, <laughs> right? And that's that's how philosophy works. That's your that's all philosophy is. And so what ends up happening with like you know dudes who code and dudes who like understand philosophy, they'll like read a thing and say like you know they'll say something to the effect of like Nietzschean dialectics is refuted by the Hegelian ideal of Plato's third impact right and someone will be like yeah he's right and that's you know what i'm saying like none of what i just said is a thing but someone will type it and then it'll pretty soon they'll like iterate <laughs> plato's third impact yeah yeah you, you get what i'm saying <laughs> someone will someone will eventually like it'll just start. i hate i fucking hate that show so goddamn much <laughs> yeah it's it's cursed an entire generation of people if you hate like if you if you hate neon genesis evangelion because not because of the content not because it's fucking anime, not because it's like philosophy or whatever. If you're just a reactionary about it like I am, I'm cool with you. Because that's why I don't like it. I'm just... Re- <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm sure... Stop posting about Among Us. We're- I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> what was that? What was that like thing the other day where someone was like, how do you know if... How do you know if an idea is an idea if a different idea happen first or something i don't know i like how do you know inspiration is inspiration if you were inspired by something else someone said something to that effect and it made me think of like what i don't it was a fucking bizarre it was bizarre and i just made like the meme format of uh how do you know if good pussy is good pussy if the good pussy is not good pussy or something just insane like just i just had to do something with it because it's nonsense it's all nonsense and it's funny to me how can mirrors be real yeah our eyes eyes aren't real yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's great, greatest like i don't know big man but <laughs> couldn't, couldn't tell you i really have an answer for you on that one. <laughs> oh my god i don't know man um uh, it is good to see you again charlie though yeah. uh i think the last time we had spoke was you did a you did a thing on sunday where you called up some of your mutuals on uh on discord and shit that was really cool never been called by a guy from twitter before it was a very pleasant conversation yeah normally when i get called by guys from twitter it's bad but yeah no i do think uh, one of one of the things that i i really deeply believe um about you know the like twitter subculture is that it's actually like 10 in a trench coat you know like Mm -hmm. it's just a it's a bunch of overlapping circles Um, of course and I think there's a there's a decent contingency of big brain Twitter that's actually like here to hang out Twitter, 
here to yeah. here for some good vibes and some friend making twitter yeah yeah uh, i think there's that, a there's an adversarial undercurrent in twitter but i think that that adversarial undercurrent gets really rooted out very quickly and then you end up like people doing like becoming these like hell posters where they just are fucking constantly beefing nonstop and some of them still manage to like be regular human beings but a lot of them don't right like a very large mm. portion of them don't and i think that like that's just an endemic twitter thing i think like i don't know well the the platform is is built in a way that makes it great for beefing yeah yes it's built on beef you know there's so <laughs> i think that um you know, I when I was I was legitimately very impressed by the call. You called me, and I think I was like wandering around a Lowe's, like trying to <laughs> yes. do some, yeah, yeah, I was doing yeah. some yeah. plumbing. You were at a hardware store. <laughs> yeah, I was at a hardware store, and I was wandering around having a conversation. And I had like the Bluetooth in, like a perfect, and I was wearing like shorts mm-hmm. like a dad, and yeah. I was just walking around like with lumber in my hand and being like, "Yeah, this is the thing, you know, fucking, you know, a good podcaster knows all things about everything. A good podcast." <laughs> podcaster is omniscient and you're like <laughs> what and i could just hear your, your brain melting on the other end you're like, yeah, man, dude. and i was like yeah you signed up for something you didn't realize you were <laughs> i did i walked right into that one yeah I wasn't prepared. <laughs> that was yeah no i i have a i i tend to i don't know if you know this but i overthink everything right like you know this mm-hmm. that it's a joke because everyone knows that i overthink everything but i I overthink so constantly and I'm aware of it that what I do my what I really like to do is to tell myself to shut up and I mm. that tends to get people to like me more <laughs> is when I tell myself beforehand hey man you're already like you've thought about this too much you're scaring the hose and then people <laughs> realize that and then I you know what I mean I I pull myself a little bit back but, oh yeah Charlie yeah, you have you have the opposite effect. You have anti-scaring the hose energy. Yeah, you don't the- think about anything, Charlie. Your brain's totally empty. <laughs> That's true. I am I am just the smoothest brain little baby. Yeah, um, no ridges, pal. <laughs> fuck. And that, I'm the third party there because th- that's what my brain's doing is I'm like waiting. I'm just waiting to pounce. Waiting. <laughs> With some kind of a joke. Waiting for a riff opportunity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was the What was the Plato thing I was bringing up the other day where I was trying to explain to you that the you third not... impact? No. 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 Plato's Galacory of the Ivy's never game. had monster energy. She's never had her oh, energy yeah. drink. She's never had her energy. I've drink. never had an energy drink at all. That's insane to me. No, you guys are all both wrong. But <laughs> my entire yeah. No, Marcos's selling point was it's only five dollars, and I'm like, I can buy like four <laughs> liters of Coke, or like with five dollars. It's like you don't understand. All right, as I was built on Monster Energy, I can buy an entire bag of 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 uh, of of chai from Turkey my for five dollars. Entire personality was built on listening to corn. Wearing jorts, <laughs> drinking Monster Energy, and like you know, being an edgy guy like that. You were unironically up, into jorts. Yeah, I had. I was a huge fucking jorts wearer. Oh my god! <laughs> this is why you're scaring the hose without trying to. <laughs> yes, this is no, why yes. it's second I, nature to you to scare I the hose. Wore yes, jorts I wore jorts once. 
It was when we went to like fucking like King's Dominion or something when I was like eight years old. That's a classic. And I hated it. Do you want to know who my guy was? The, the guy only that time I, I ever the wore The guy those. I wanted to be more than anything in the world? John Cena. That's who I wanted to be. Mm. That was a John Cena <laughs> type guy, right? <laughs> like just a new metal, like old school hip hop head Is that why you want to be Chinese now? <laughs> that is because he's he is the platonic <laughs> ideal of who I want to be. His his arc of becoming, be, being like you know like the just an insane freak athlete, and then going from that to just speaking Chinese, and then being like just it, that's that's my arc. That's the Marcos arc. That's what I want. I want to speak Mandarin. I want to learn. I want to get buff as shit. I want to wear jorts. I want to <laughs> wrestle. <laughs> All of those are my interests. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's insane. You know, I've never seen your face, Charlie, and this is. It's like it's weird to me to see because like I see you like I see your profile pictures and stuff, but I don't see you mm-hmm. and I see you and you don't do your profile pictures. Don't do you don't no justice, man. You're <laughs> it's crazy. It's you. You look your uh, what is it? What's the word? I'm trying to say it without scaring the hose. What is it? <laughs> the hose being Charlie? You're cute. You're a cute man. This is what it is. Hey, be- thanks, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Adorable. This guy, you just want to. You look like a Wes Anderson film, right? Like wow. you look like you live in a Wes Ooh. Anderson film. You look like the lead of a Wes Anderson film, which is a good thing, not a bad That's thing. So this feels this feels like you're just telling me that I have uh, manic pixie dream girl shit yeah. going on. This <laughs> yes. feels like the this feels like the equivalent of a dude telling a girl that he is reminded of Ramona Flowers. You know, like I'm just you're not you're not Michael. What is it? What was that guy's name? Uh, Michael Penis. My, yeah, famous actor Michael Penis. No, who's Michael Sarah? You're not Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. have the no, Michael I know, Sarah cause vibe. Because he, he's not the manic pixie dream girl. He's the one getting Manny Yeah, but manic you don't have Ramona Flowers vibes. <laughs> Manny, Manny Petty. <laughs> yeah, Manny Petty. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a Barbie doll. Um, no, you. I'm trying to think of a Wes Anderson film. In the Darjeeling Limited. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen that one. I did. I I caught the new Wes Anderson flick, and I've mm-hmm. seen the hotel one, and that's it. The hotel one is good. You're Ray Fiennes in that movie. Mm. That's you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, yeah. I, like I think so. Yeah, you got that energy about you, right? Um, I was I forgot who I was talking to about like representation growing up. I was talking to somebody about it, but I was saying that like. I never felt like underrepresented growing up when I was a kid, you know, like, like people I know always like were looking for like Mexican superheroes or, you know, like trying to like expose themselves to like, like luchadors or something like that. And that really never appealed to me. Like not because I couldn't identify with them, but like that just wasn't what I was seeking out. But any movie where there was like a monster type guy, like a half animal type guy, or like a dude in a cage that was just like a beast, and they would let him. They would open. Oh, you were him talking up to me him. about that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was talking. And they, and they, <laughs> we were talking about this like two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, and they just let them out the cage, like to destroy things. Or like if there's a really smart little sneaky guy and he looks like a little goblin, that was me. No matter what, <laughs> I was like, oh, there I am. That's me. I'm. I feel represented. <laughs> like uh, the half shark dudes from Street Sharks, those guys were me. I felt like those guys. I identify as a street shark. <laughs> uh, Ninja Turtles were big for me because they were big, just big, giant green turtle dudes. Big one for me. SWAT cats. 
was another big one for me because they were just two cats that were part of the SWAT team. That was cool. I, that was before I knew what like cops did for a living. In my dumbass, when I was growing up as a kid, I did not know what cops did. I had no concept for that. I just, I didn't think that they solved crimes. I think in my brain, I thought cops and soldiers were the same thing, right? So there <laughs> were like, a lot of cops. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess I was way ahead of the curve on that. But I thought that like cops were just soldiers that go to cities instead of going to like, con- like out in the country. Yo, <laughs> Marco, Marcos as a child was just woke as hell. <laughs> I was just, but I didn't know idea. Like, I just just absolutely based as like an eight year old. I was like six. I was like six or seven, and just so no idea. Funny. Oh my god, Jesus! No, all of my, all of my political. I've, all, I've always, I've never been politically incorrect because I've always had a great political instincts, which is everything sucks and is bad, and mm. uh, you should free all your homies, and that's literally the basis of my entire political it's my entire political knowledge is that yeah hell yeah that's the agenda right there yeah the homie agenda is growing vegetables that's the, <laughs> that's it that's it if you can't do that whatever we're not even mad at you just whatever dude <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus i don't think i've ever told anyone when i was a kid my cop my ideas about what, the, what things were I didn't think firefighters were real either. I thought that was a myth. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> it was like a mythical job. Like nine. I th- was nine when I realized that firefighters are real. Like I, I just thought. Our... <laughs> no, that's just so that's just so fucking funny because there's a, a, a story we like to tell in my family about my sister who like at mm-hmm. five or six years old mm-hmm. learned First of all, just like learned that you could not believe in stuff mm-hmm. because so like, I don't know, talking to another five-year-old and the five-year-old was like, oh, uh, my family doesn't believe in God. And, you mm-hmm. know, my five-year-old mm-hmm. Christian sister was like, what the, what the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> and, 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 um, you know, just like really boggled her mind. And so she, she came and like talked to my parents about it and they were like, yeah, you know, some people that's just not their bag. They're out of here not believing. And mm-hmm. my five-year-old sister like ruminates on that one mm-hmm. for a second, takes like a long pause. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, I don't believe in owls. <laughs> uh, <I> just... <laughs> and she was right. <laughs> <laughs> never seen one i've never heard one hooting exactly. all of the sounds have made up made up by the government actually was, all was, birds are actually created by the government now that i'm thinking about it she was like owls were made up for tv and movies and <laughs> yep. i don't correct then there's no way they're real yes absolutely one thousand percent your sister sounds base as shit dude. <laughs> dude yeah no she's got it figured out she's yeah she's how i know that i am not quite a zoomer because she so clearly is mm-hmm. and i'm like mm, yeah i can't i can't match that energy tiktok makes way less sense to me than it does to her um fuck. i think i think that i'm like i think i'm a zoomer but only because i'm schizophrenic that's the only reason why i'm good at like understanding zoomer humor and everything else like yeah, i have all no. the same interests as zoomers like i i i don't play five nights at freddy's but i'm like deep in the lore 
right? <laughs> right? Like, pretty okay, that's, got into it. That it's seems worse. Up. It's fucking terrible. My brain is fucked up now. It's a if it's you a dark if having mental illness is like a core part of your identity. <laughs> Really, yeah, it really like, is. Legitimately, yes. Yeah, like, <laughs> Being a schizophrenic is like the first thing I have to do when I tell people, like when I hang out with them, I'm like, hey, what's up? I have schizophrenia. <laughs> like, first Marco, thing. Mar- <laughs> Marcus, what's your uh, what's your sandwich order? We're going to get lunch. Well, first of all, I'm schizophrenic. <laughs> yeah. Second off, I want bur- it's like, second off, a Whopper. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me, bitch. <laughs> Oh my god! A whopper is a sandwich. Yeah, we're not having this philosophical this follow yeah. this. We're not having this philosophical argument right give now. Me two whoppers. whoppers. Yeah, give me two whoppers. I want. A, I want a whopper. I want two whoppers. Give me two whoppers and a taco salad. <laughs> like what? <laughs> you heard me, bitch. <laughs> uh, no, listen. I yeah. <laughs> the firefighter thing came about because I did not believe that the dogs were real. Mm. Right. Um, but the like the Dalmatians or whatever. Okay, listen. <laughs> you were like that dog looks fake as shit. <laughs> well, listen, listen. This is not wrong. This is how my brain works. I saw one hundred and one Dalmatians, mm-hmm. and I was like, that is not a real dog. That is mm-hmm. a fake. Those are fake dogs. It's a so fictional must, movie dog. Yeah, yeah. So they must have made up those dogs for like movies. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. someone was like, oh, you know, and I'd never seen a Dalmatian in real life, but they were like, oh, you know, Dalmatians ride in fire trucks. And I was like, Dalmatians are made up, man. That's not real. Right? And <laughs> I think Fuck, I you're like putting all the pieces together yeah, mentally. And then, and then they were I was they were like, you know, eventually when I was like, you know, seven or eight, I saw a fire truck and I was like, Oh shit, that puts out fires. That big red thing puts out fires. And they were like, What did you think it did? And I was like, Well, I thought it was like to spray people who are like going crazy like you hit them with water and then you throw them in the under <laughs> like that's why it's so long is because you can put a whole bunch of people in there and that's what that <laughs> and <they're... laughs> I, thought it was just, I thought it was just an advanced paddy wagon yeah i was like oh <laughs> shit that's for fires and they're like what did you think happened when fires happened and i was like we just let it burn down because how are you gonna how are you gonna fight fire? Like with what? Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> you're, what? You're, you're gonna win against the fire? <laughs> yeah. You're gonna beat it to death? Yeah. What are you gonna do? Like you know what I'm saying? You, what's the? Um, imagine thinking you're tougher than the sun, bro. The fucking sun. My <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like old. I was too old to not know any better. By the time I figured it out, right? And then then like my mind got blown again when I was 11 and I saw a Dalmatian for the first time, and I was like, Yo. oh shit, they're real. Oh fuck! <laughs> like it fucked me up. That and was then, a big day. Then I've I, still never seen a Dalmatian. What 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 really fucked me up about that? I don't think I've even seen one in a video. What what really fucked me up about seeing a Dalmatian was that it it made two things become real to to my stupid brain, and one of them is that like one Dalmatians are real, and then two that things can be based on real life. Things in like media can and movies can be can be based off of things that happen in real life, and it started fucking with my brain because I was like, "Damn, like all, movies and shit have had to have had some kind of basis in real life or something for them to like. No one could just make this shit up." And it was, I spent a lot of years confused. All right? Marcos like understanding finally the concept of like art. <laughs> Ten well, or eleven years old. Well, that's why I get it. That's it's like 
a reflection of reality. <laughs> this is no, this is just huge like child logic. Because I was I was talking to my girlfriend a little while ago, and she was like, "I think I was about twelve or thirteen before I figured out that human beings are capable of." doing crime and lying and i was like what and she was like we were in you know fifth or sixth grade or whatever and we're talking about like some war and like why it happened and whatever and i was like why do we even have war why can't people just like have a little chess game and then whoever wins the chess game you know they're they're right their country wins and you know the teacher was like right but the other country would have to respect that decision Otherwise, they might just go and do the thing that they said they weren't going to do if they lost the chess game. My girlfriend's like, what? No. <laughs> you can... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Impos- preposterous. You can't, you can't just go back on your word. That's you can't, <laughs> unheard of. What? You think someone would just break the law? <laughs> it's a law. <laughs> I had the opposite experience where I didn't realize laws. She was literally a fucking, what is it, Buster from Arthur, that image. You think someone would just do that? Go on the internet and, and tell lies? lies? <laughs> I had the opposite experience growing up where I didn't realize that laws were real. I thought, like, mm. the consequences didn't mean shit to me for a very long time. Um, there was one, so they had, like, this bin at school, and it was, like, broken crayons and, like, fucked up markers and, like, colored pencils and stuff and as a kid i used to just like like they were for like our what you call our arts and crafts projects we could just do whatever we wanted with them and i went and scooped up a whole bunch of them and put them in my backpack and then like was about to leave and the teacher was like hey you can't take those and i i turned around and was like why and she's like because like they're for the class and I was like, well, they're all broken and busted up. And like these, like, you know, we, we make, we make more of these every day, right? Like more, as we open up more and more crayons and get them fucked up, they end up in this pile. So I don't, why can't I take them home? She goes, because they're not yours. And then I looked her in the eye and I was like, whose are they? And she couldn't answer it to me. She couldn't answer me. So I just left. Right? <laughs> I was just like, they're no one. I'm leaving. It's mine. So I left. And then I came back the next day and like, because I'm a Mexican kid in a mostly white school, they literally called the police. They got the police involved. Come I was on. like in the third in the third grade, and they were like threatening me with like trying to like you know that that's grand theft. I'm like crayon. Like I knew it. I knew at three. Like I knew in the third grade that that's not the case. Right? I was like, no, dude, you're not gonna. What are you gonna send me to prison for this shit? My dad's a prison. Like my dad's been to prison. It's different. You got to do more shit than this. And so they were trying to like they were trying to scare me. And they're like, "You better cough those, <laughs> better cough those crayons back, or bring some to replace them." And I like literally went from one. I went to the other classroom that had the same bin, and I took that bin and brought it to them and was like, "Here, oh, like there, that's what you want, dude." And fucking, I got like suspended, and my mom was like really mad at me. They sent me home. They sent me home, and my mom came to pick me up. And she was like fucking screaming and yelling and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, what did you do? What, what were you doing? Because they didn't tell her over the phone what I did. And I told her the exact story. And then the next day she sent me to school and they were just like, oh, like you, you can't be here. You're suspended. And then my mom, my, my mom told me to tell them they're like, unless you're going to babysit me, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then they fucking, they like undid my suspension. <laughs> I just sat in class. It was crazy. <laughs> it was, yeah, insane. But yeah, no, very, I I had little kid logic for a very long, I probably still have little kid logic in my brain. That's why. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> things, the way my. I don't mean anything by that. No, but no, you're just right. like, like, it's like kids have like a fucking. It's not a fucked up way of looking at things. It's just like a they don't know how things actually work kind of way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. So you're like you're more idealistic than a regular person would be. Yeah. Is all that that really kind of boils down to. You just say just say that I'm stupid. <laughs> <laughs> just call me stupid as well. Yeah, fine. Marcos. Yeah, whatever, man. You're dumb as shit. <laughs> whatever. I love you. Listen, I'm I'm hopeful because I got into magic, all right? Like like chaos mm-hmm. magic. The most powerful form of chaos magic is hope. And no one is going to tell you that because they want it to be like this grim dark thing where they jack off on the sigils and they like fucking light a candle. You know what I'm saying? And they like they pray to like like Le Gobstop or something like some fucking weird eldritch thing. And they say that that's the thing that's going to change shit, but the reality is it's hope. It's like nice. It's, you know, being like, "Yo, I hope this happens. I hope this works." Right, like that's that's it. That's all it fucking. That's all the magic you need is hope, and they're not gonna tell you that because it doesn't look as cool. It's not. It's not as fun. You don't get to it wear. Doesn't look as cool. Yeah, you don't get to wear leather and shit and be on the internet and writing code. Well, you can still wear the leather and shit. Yeah, you do all internet. that. It's just the ma- That's just the matrix. Yeah, like wearing leather and it's just doing the coding. yeah wearing leather and, and a trench coat or whatever <laughs> and cool clothes and some glasses and then logging online and posting is that's the matrix <laughs> you're just doing the matrix from the popular movie the matrix i've um i've unironically thought about like starting to wear three-piece suits to my job but Again? I, wor- I work from home that's pretty cool actually yeah i work from home you should so like if anything i would just be wearing a, th- a full three-piece suit while i like dm people and it, yeah. I have like maybe three or four meetings a day, so they would like only three, like maybe like at the mid, at the like maximum, like twelve people would see me in my three piece suit in my dirty ass room, and they would see me <laughs> in a three piece suit for work. You know what you should do, actually. I think this is the beginning of a good idea. You should you should dress up for work, mm-hmm. so you can like dress down after work. And oh, it's absolutely! Like a ritual that yes. shuts your brain off. Absolutely, that is literally why I was thinking you're you're getting ahead of the the fucking curve there, Ivy, because that's why I was thinking about it. I have I have this like bad problem of once my brain gets in a very in a mode, I can't get out of it, right? And like I work, yeah. I work in a DM. He'll start answering DMs, uh, you know, because he does that for a living now. He'll start answering DMs, and then like fucking, it'll be one o'clock in the morning for me and he's still answering dms it's like 10 o'clock his time and i just like i just wanted to get a few more done it's like you have done 2400 dms today i think you're good i think you i think you knocked it out of the park (laughs) please please for the love of christ you know like for the love of god go build a house in minecraft or something Oh go, go, go! Fucking stare at Frank West's dumb truck ass while he beats zombies with like whirlwind attacks. That's my Dead Rising. Yeah. Do you game at all, Charlie? I uh, I game a bit. I try to keep up with it because um, mm-hmm. my brother's a hardcore gamer, and like nice. I want to be able to at least like talk to him about the bullshit that he's on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, I I try to try to keep up. Um. 
Breath of the Wild is a fucking masterpiece. I spent like a whole summer. I've heard it's really good. Yeah. Just playing that game and doing nothing else. That was mm-hmm. excellent. Um, it was funny. We were in the the Discord lobby earlier, and somebody was saying like, "Yeah, I I think the mark of a good game is that it like makes me really angry, but I still want to go play it." Mm-hmm. Um, and I can I can respect that that grind set. Um, absolutely not my experience there's a couple of games that i've played where like i'll just sink 10 or 20 hours into them and i'll realize that never once have i been happy playing this game i've just like done it i've just done it for 20 hours um i did that with uh with warframe recently and just deleted it off my computer i've spent hundreds of hours in that game and i realized that mm -hmm. for the past three or four hundred hours of playing it i really have not been having fun i've just been farming gear <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus. yeah for for me it was uh it was rocket league like the the skill curve mm-hmm. on that game is just so fucking insane and like you know 20 hours in i was way better than i had been when i started mm-hmm. but i was still just so upset about the gap between like where i was and what <laughs> i knew was possible uh, with yeah. the game yeah um yeah it was too bad i'll still I'll, I'll play it with a friend every now and then just you know as as a as a bit um but i i have to every now and then i'll feel the urge to like sit down and like play some solo games and i'm like no 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 there's only there's only pain that way <laughs> no you gotta delete it that's mm-hmm. the only way you can ever break free of that cycle no i'm otherwise I... you'll just keep you'll keep opening the game it's like what if what if it's good? <laughs> and it never is. What if it's good this time? What if I actually have fun? <laughs> I have a bad like I get into like dopamine spirals with video games real bad. Mm. And like so the worse a game treats me, the more I enjoy it. <laughs> uh like what is it? Dark Souls? I played Dark Souls for fucking I think I played it for about three years before I finally got past like this this boss the or the fucking i think it's the third boss the dark souls 3 was what i was playing but the third boss which is the what are they called not the deacons of the The watchers yeah the watchers the abyss watchers i've been playing it for three years three years i put three years of like pretty much daily playing never getting good never understanding what it was Mm -hmm. that i was lacking and then i got it i beat it and then it fucking like I was literally because I was in a deep depression at the time, like just with work and everything else that I was going through. And that shit sent me on a like on a psychotic euphoria, like a manic that lasted almost like three months because <laughs> shit. Like, oh I was like psychotically just you could not get me down from listen from that point in my life. I went from like working like this really shitty catering gig to like getting an actual real for real deal good job and i did it purely because i beat that boss in dark souls and it gave me the confidence to be like you need to fucking hire me right i can do all of this shit (laughs) like yeah that that is yeah it's insane (laughs) that's that's how my brain works and it's it's bad but i think was the one i have to literally i haven't played in a while i had to literally stop playing it because it's just bad for my brain is um no man's sky because mm. it i've i've realized something very re- like not just about me but just i think about humanity in general um there's a drive that no one is talking about 
like there's a there's an internal drive inside of everyone and i think like it's the root of all capitalism this is where like capitalism is actually where it comes from and it's not even really like it's dark but not in the way that people think it's dark you're about to say that it's busting right no 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 busting is good (laughs) it's number go up it's number go up drive to see the number go up feels good when you see the numbers move and they're just going up and you're just like yeah oh my god yes i number up keep going up Mm -hmm. dude (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah like you start correlating your feelings to these numbers right and then they're like if the number go up then i'm up and then that means i'm good i'm doing good and like fucking i realized while i was playing uh fucking what is that game no man's sky because i was playing it and like the credits shit at first, when I started playing the game, I was all about discovery and discovering things, and right. And then all of a sudden, I started realizing that I can like maximize the amount of credits I make by doing all kinds of weird shit. And just looking at that number, and every time I'd stop at a space station to sell shit and make that number go up, I would like it would literally make me feel like I was on like number one. Like I was like, I beat the game. I'm beating the game. I'm in. I'm in billions. I have billions. Wait, in so did fucking... you like ever buy any upgrades? No. With it or... <laughs> No, because no, I number didn't think go so. Up. Because it would make that would make the number, number go, go down, down, and that feels bad. Number right. go up, even though even though buying those upgrades is technically an investment to make number go up faster. No, because that means number go down, and that hurts. Number go number up. go down temporarily. And nope, then you're wrong. Quicker. Listen, hey, you're wrong. Number go up. Oh, number only go one direction. As far as I was, when I have control, the number only goes in one direction, right? And that is number goes up. Right? And that's yeah. See, like that drive is sick. It makes it makes you physically sick. And then I started noticing, like, correlating it. Like, it's my follower count on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's the amount of listeners mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. It's the amount of just. It's my bank account. It's everything. Everything around me is based on this number go up policy. And it like, I do. yeah, it, it's it's dark. It's bad. It's bad for humanity. It's bad for everyone. Well, the thing is, I I've been thinking a lot about this. Um, not just number go up, but sort of more broadly, like the way um, the way our lizard brains get hijacked, mm-hmm. um, and you sort of you get into these thought patterns that are sort of obviously wrong on their surface, but they mm-hmm. they do feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there's really something to like. Right now we're sort of existing in a world where all of these like impulses and all of these like sort of like easy dopamine triggers are being exploited by um, people who do not have like good intentions for Mm. us. Mm -hmm. Um, However, like that, that impulse that like part of us is purely neutral. It's just like being taken advantage of. So if we can, you know, hack ourselves to to do the things that we want to do mm-hmm. that's kind of lit um it, like personally i have been working like the past couple of months on like lifting and bulking up and so like yeah same thing like number go up but it's it is in fact something i want and so like mm-hmm. finding a little app that would make me a little graph and let mm-hmm. me just like watch the line move mm-hmm. i was like Fuck yeah! Okay, hijacking, hijacking <laughs> yeah. my own dopamine centers to mm-hmm. finally get my ass to the gym. Let's mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. 
that's um, literally how it helps me get work out too. I get it. Like I, I need the physical aid of like being able to like graph it. Cause if not, I'm just lifting the same thing every day and I don't think about it and it just mm-hmm, happens. Mm-hmm. But, but when I, you see, but when you see number go up, yeah, then I get it. I'm like, Oh, it feels good. This is what I, <laughs> this is what I'm doing it for because numbers are going up. <laughs> yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. that, that performance based metric is good. I, I get it, but that's not really something that exists inside my brain. <laughs> like, I get, like, I understand number go up, but, like, um, I only ever cared about number go up, like, in the context of, like, a video game. Mm-hmm. And it was only ever really, like, about seeing how good I could get at, like, making it go up as fast as possible or, like, in investing in things. And like making smart choices or make good deals, gotta get good business decisions and stuff like that. Like, I played World of Warcraft for years, not even really to play the game, but really just to like buy and sell items on the market because I was like plotting trends mm-hmm. and like stuff, and that was what Day was trading. funny for me. <laughs> and because and it was literally only in the con in the in the confines of a game because none of it was real because i knew if i if you take that and you apply that to real life then you get uh day trading Mm -hmm. and somebody always fucking loses when you play the fucking stock market because the entire thing is gambling so like if you make five hundred thousand dollars somebody else probably like lost their house Mm -hmm. or something you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's a there's a, a balance that gets taken from from somewhere it's the money button that you like you push if you push a button you get 10 million dollars but like somebody in the world dies mm-hmm. right it's like that kind of concept so number go up has never been attractive for me like in a real context because i've always been afraid of fucking hurting somebody yeah <laughs> by doing that that's that's where the like the the impulse for me is dangerous because if if I can simulate it in a video game, I can easily translate it into like real life for me, right? Number go up. And like you're right about like that drive is good and can be harnessed and hijacked for for like, you know, um for good. Which is like it's the same thing as like, you know, using anger. Like I I'm a pretty fucking angry guy. Like I, I use I have a lot of fucking unresolved anger about a lot of shit. And I use that for like fuel to like be a better person, right? To like, you know, get stronger, get smarter, fucking read things. I read all of Zizek out of like fucking out of spite for not getting the jokes from the <laughs> Zizek meme stash and people calling me stupid all the time. So I like literally, <laughs> right? Like that, you know, I, I understand the point of like why people do things like that. But also I think one of the things that always bothers me is like, and it always goes back the way that I think about it. My very simple understanding of like the whole world in general is qui bono which is who benefits right Mm -hmm. and so like if you're only really the at the first thought is you should always benefit yourself do something to benefit yourself which makes sense right it's a good thing if everyone did something to benefit themselves then everyone would be live better live smarter have make better choices do better things but then if you only really live for yourself what ends up happening is you like you become a monster, right? There's like an extremist point of that where you're literally only looking out for yourself. So I, no matter what I do, I can't do anything half-assed. I fucking, I whole ass it everywhere I go. I'm a huge extremist. I cannot just fucking, you know, just try something once. I have to go full bore. And I think Janie talks about it all the time. She calls it junkie brain. And it's the same thing. I have junkie brain real bad. 
and so for me, I realize it makes more sense for me not to look out for myself, but to look out for the people like in my immediate surroundings, the people immediately around me. Right. And as I continue doing that, as I continue like moving, working like for the greater good for the like my immediate community, I started realizing that like two things. One, your immediate community does not have any interest in like actually helping you. Right. If you if you are fucking if you start like actually doing this shit for real outside, you're going to run into a lot of people who are literally just like you're a paycheck to them. You mean nothing. Right. Like and that's fine. Eventually, you just have to learn that that's the case. You're going to run into a whole lot of snakes and they'll cost you a lot of money and they'll cost you a lot of fucking energy. But at the end of the day, a snake will move on. A snake will continue. They can't they can't suck you dry because if you just keep giving them shit, they'll realize that this is a lost cause and they'll leave. Um, See, that's a good way to like meet people. And then the second thing I learned is that like you can really broaden all of that shit that you learn interpersonally out like using the Internet. You can branch it out. It's a perfect thing. And so like you talking about like how our number go up drive fucking like is benefacted or like is is created by like or being exploited by bad actors, you know, like fucking, you know, just, you know, people on Twitter creating cult of personality or, you know, like the metaverse shit trying to get you to click the nut button forever, like all that stuff. <laughs> right. Like, uh you can hijack it back. It works both ways. Right. And I think that that's kind of like what I, how I like justify, you know, instead of fucking putting my, all my work on, on like Twitter or at least putting all my, all my effort to my like actual real job to just being on Twitter all day. (laughs) Right. And, And riffing with the homies. That to me is, is a better use of my time than actually fucking, you know, creating new ways new forms of capitalism that'll fucking drain your pockets which is what i do for a living and then you know answering i'm just here to jerk off and tell jokes yeah that's the really (laughs) (laughs) that rocks not really putting any any grand thought into any of this i'm just trying to get some money (laughs) (laughs) trying to bust nuts and trying to not lose the house (laughs) i'd be pretty tight (laughs) we we officially scared the hose hose are scared (laughs) The hoes are gone. They they stopped listening hours ago. <laughs> oh my god! Podcast been going fifty minutes. <laughs> they were gone hours ago. Time never is a, listened. Time is a construct. It's not real. Time isn't real. Never has been. Um, it never happened. It's false. It's false. It's fiction. We made we it up. Made it up. <laughs> oh, this one was invented by a writer. <laughs> um. I've always wanted to be like way more provocative than I really am on Twitter, but I can do it in real life because you can read my like, you can read that I'm not serious. Yeah, you um, can you can clock the demeanor. Yeah. Whereas one of the things that I've wanted to post on Twitter for a very long time and I just don't have the balls to do it is that time is a racist construct, right? (laughs) That time is actual literal racism created by like uh, Europeans to like control like temporal space. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm with I, it. it's yeah, it's none of it's real. But, yeah, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, that's I wanted to do like time was uh time was invented by uh Europeans and Doctor Who uh was their <laughs> propaganda yeah. like tool. Yes, that, was their main propaganda yes, tool for yes. getting everybody on board with that. Yes, and it's still going to this day. 
Mm-hmm. Still going. No, I, I don't know how to explain it to people, but I like there's a ring of truth to that <laughs> in my stupid brain. <laughs> but it's not real, right? Because like the concept of time as we understand it, like the twelve hour modality of time was actually invented by like was it, it was in the thirteenth century, right? Like the Islamic Golden Age when they figured out twelve hour time shit because prior to that people were just like it's 24 hours or they didn't actually even have the concept it was just sun up sundown and then everywhere in between was just kind of like a guess with the what is it called the sundials like that that's what i've the re, what little research i put into this <laughs> a lot of it is conjecture a lot of it is just not me no not understanding what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> There's a grain of truth to this, and the grain of truth is that I don't really understand it, yes. and it scares me. Yes, and it scares me. <laughs> the grain of truth is that. <laughs> if if <laughs> okay, if I, I were a hoe, time is scaring me. <laughs> oh what was that, Charlie? Well, I was just gonna say, um, one of the one of the fun fun parts of Big Brain Twitter is that the quickest way to learn anything is just by getting on there and saying some shit that is wrong because <laughs> someone will come out to like very kindly and gently do a little well actually uh, <laughs> mansplain action mm-hmm. and that shit rules like yeah. if i was just like fuck where did hours come from i could just mm-hmm. get on there say some shit and that someone is would nice. be like yeah. you're sort of close but it's actually all these other things and they'd link me like eight fucking uh scott alexander essays on time and like multiple wikipedia pages yeah they'll tag a guy whose dissertation is time (laughs) exactly yeah no precisely they'll be like oh you should talk to such and such and the the dude who uh like made the iphone clock yeah he's he invented the time crystal (laughs) he's under nda he can't talk about it but yeah it's there though. Yeah, no, that is the cool. That is the extremely cool part. But Big Brain Twitter gets very upset with me because I say very obvious bait, and then they think they think it's real, right? <laughs> where like I think one of the things I was talking about recently was like a religion lab, where I would love to create something like a religion lab, where like people can just go into like into something and just say, yeah, I believe that like you know we all come from like you know, little green dudes from Venus and that's, that's God is like all the, it's like Venus semen fucking, you know, supplanting earth. And that's how we, that's how we became. And then some other guys like, yeah, I like that. We're going to do that. But with Buddhism and then right, like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want. I want like a religion lab and then people could just believe whatever the fuck they want. But as long as it helps them and continues them, you know what I'm saying? Like it helps them like, understand shit or like have a deeper understanding of things then it's i'm, I'm cool with it and that because you're cool describing big bang big brain twitter <laughs> you're also <laughs> that's, describing that's what those uh, motherfuckers what was it that are council up to was called after the that was formed after the butlerian jihad where they unified all religions and do <laughs> <laughs> really? jesus christ <laughs> Creating the orange Catholic Bible with its many hadiths and uh, and uh, fucking meditative sermons. <laughs> Wait, hold the fuck up! But Larry and Jihad is from Dune. Yeah, it's from Dune. Yeah, I thought this was it's a, a real thing. fucking thing. <laughs> no, I it's not. It should be, but it's not. I hate this shit. I hate it here. 
<laughs> this is why I'm Dude, leaving. This is why I'm out of here. All all of the humor on Twitter is from uh, what was it? I think you should leave. I think. Yeah, I think you should um, leave. All of the all of the the big brained concepts ultimately come from Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of the crypto guys also come from Dune, but they read they read it wrong. Yeah. Um, they got the wrong idea. They were like, I think it would be cool actually to be the the number one guy. It's like the richest, and he owns everybody. And like, <laughs> they were like they were, I want to be that guy. They were looking at Baron Harkonnen. <laughs> cool. They were looking at Baron Harkonnen like he is the main character. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, that's the guy. <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was from Dune, alright. Damn. Alright. That's why like I get <laughs> I get really mad at Ruben for being like, go back to reading Dune, motherfucker. He's never seen he has no concept of understanding anything about Dune whatsoever. But he like loves Star Trek. Which Star Trek is the most milk toast. It's Dune. It's like, listen, I I got beef with Star Trek because it's milk toast, right? Mm. It's not saying I like it. It's comfy. That's why I don't like it. It's because it's too comfy. <laughs> it's way too comfy for me. Right? Oh man, are we gonna are we gonna have the the cozy anti cozy debate right here on the pod? I I don't actually know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what it means. I'm either. so fucking lost on all of the. Can I like take a second to complain about this? Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna make any of our people from from the posters chat upset, but um. I have no idea what the fuck people are talking about when they talk about fucking runes or cozies or <laughs> what the fuck in-group, out-group dynamic actually is. I don't know any of this. <laughs> Nobody can give me a satisfactory explanation because everything seems like it boils down to we have a high school-style clique. Yeah. It, that's and literally what there it are is. other people in other cliques. Yes, that is... <laughs> and we hate them because they're in other cliques. Yeah, it's our it's blue team. That's a different type of guy. We don't <laughs> like that type of guy here. It's a uh, blue team. We're this type of guy. It's, it's blue team is better than red team. All you know, what I'm saying it's that same brain dynamic. Yeah, it seems like a very red versus blue kind mm-hmm. of like mentality. Which is why I like, just don't get it. I hijack. I don't that. know what it means. I hijack that with the homie shit by presupposing that you are already a homie, right? Yeah, everybody's already yeah, part of already our group, there. whether they want to be yeah, or not, whether they even know it exists. Yeah, exactly, they're already there. Rune, is yeah, a homie. I don't like him personally, but he's already there. I, that's a person. I didn't know. Yeah, I thought Rune's that was a, just a type of guy. Uh, Rune, well, it's yeah, one, one it's very one specific type, type of guy. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I mean, well, the type of guy, the type of guy who's just one guy. Yeah, (laughs) that kind of guy. God damn it! I, I just like one of the things. Listen, the only real beef I have with Rune, you know what I mean? God damn it! The only real beef I have with Rune is that he's undecipherable, right? Like, I don't want to have to have, I don't want to have to go to look up a fucking like Twitter Wikipedia page to understand you. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, and I'm kind of doing the same thing, but every, every like couple months I'll fucking reset and be like, Hey, what's up? We're homies. We've been homies this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you're into fucking chances are, I'm probably way into it too. Right. Like that's, and if I'm not, I'm willing to get into it for you. Like that's, let's do this. Right. Like, um, uh, our homie Tetra got me into one piece and I literally, I was like, one piece is great. At the time that she was trying to talk to me about One Piece, I was on an anti-anime arc, and she single-handedly ended that for me by just being Damn. like, "Hey, you should watch this." And I watched like three episodes, and I was like, 
anime is good actually <laughs> i was wrong i i'm gonna undo the past 14 and we're years. back yeah and we're back man <laughs> if i were if if i had been a if i had been a weeb in high school getting fucking bullied for being a weeb and now like five years later all the fucking jocks or watching anime, I would be so pissed off right now. This is not my situation. This, is, I, I'm fine. I'm chilling. But I, yeah, I, I have to imagine there's just a seething rage for those those poor like twenty some year olds who now are just looking at like all the all the hot popular people being like, "Yo, anime is good." Like, no, those guys are crypto you. guys now, and they're way more mad for different reasons. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> those guys cannot are not capable of understanding the hatred of like weebs weebs early on were like weebs are a subset uh, i have a i have a theory behind this but the weebs are a subset of theater kid and theater kid hmm. is hmm. theater kid is a subset of fascist all right <laughs> like <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I was with. I was sort of with you for a second. <laughs> so listen. listen. Um, all right. Listen. All right. The fa- I'm waiting for the explanation. The fascist urge, right? The fascist urge that people have to like give up authority, right? Like and be like, I just want someone else to make all the decisions for me. That's where fascism comes from. It has very little to do with like an actual like aesthetic belief. It's an aesthete, though. Things like aesthetes tend to be more fascist than anything else. And the reason for that is because they have a very particular way of like seeing the world. They want the world to be reflected back to them because it's easier for them to exist in that world. That's like how a fucking fascist brain works. And so like they're willing to just be like, that's the guy in charge. There's a natural hierarchy. Everything will just kind of flow from there. Every single theater kid follows that same exact brain pattern. Of like, I don't know who I want to be or what I want to be, but I'll be a guy. I'll like pretend I'll get way into this one particular thing and I'll define the rest of my reality on that. And and I'm I'm giving control and I look at and I get way into the history of it. And then it becomes this fascist mindset of like fucking, you know, there's a hierarchy here. There's levels to this shit. And then it just kind of dribbles down into weebs. Right, because weebs have levels of like hierarchy based upon like, and it's actually, it's clericalism, and it gets more like in the Catholic shit, right? Where like, this is a schizophrenic com- part of the conversation, but mm-hmm. clerics, right? Like clerical. I'm I'm able to follow along on a technical <laughs> sense, like, the, but the way that Catholicism and like, well, like just clericalism and like all religion and all that is that authority flows from one direction all the way down. Right. And then you kind of it makes it takes the thinking out of it. It takes the weight out of your decisions. You don't have to worry about shit because you're like, well, I didn't make the decision. The big guy made it. The guy above me made that decision. And that's just the way that it is. And that's just the way. And that shit kind of all flows down. Theater kids follow the same fucking brain shit. Right. It's always like it's always the guy who dances and is like taller than everyone else and is like better looking than everyone else. The lead role, the two leads of every fucking theater troupe or theater kids all power flows down from them. And with weebs, it's the two people who've seen the most anime. You know what I'm saying? All power flows from down them. And that's, it's the same, it's the same mindset. It's the same brain fucking, it's the same brain waves. We're like with jocks, it's everyone has to be more like, there's one guy and he's an asshole and no one likes him. But this is like a misconception people have about jocks. It was more existent in the 80s and 90s, but like in the 2000s when I was coming up, 
jocks all wanted to be on equivalency with each other. They would they were like the the biggest buffest guy was trying to get everyone else to work out on the same level as he was because that kind of like was fostering some kind of like group dynamic where like, hey, let's all get big and buff and strong and good at the game together. Right. We're like thug kids were all out to kill each other, which is like me. Right. It was like, you know, like, oh, you're you're not my enemy, but like you're competing with me. And because you're competing with me, we can't really exist together. You know what I'm saying? Like there's an adversarial nature to it. Whereas like all theater kids were like, no, 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 that guy, he's the guy, he's the hot guy. He gets all the lead parts. He makes decisions. We do what he says. Right. And that's, and the same thing with weaves. Like, no, this guy's seen fucking Boku, no, whatever the fuck. He's seen it years before anyone else. He's the guy. He's the guy that we take order from. Right. Like, and that's, do you, do you, are, am I making sense now? <laughs> Is my... I just, as a as a former theater kid, <laughs> oh uh, my bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad, Charlie. He said former. It's fine. He's renounced. Re- the, yeah, he's renounced his ways. I mean, you can never, you can never fully take it out. It's in there. It's like a <laughs> fucking cyst. Um, That's a shame. But got a few friends I got to put down. I guess. Yeah, you're the third person. I'm gonna feel really bad about when the jihad comes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Um, I don't blame you. <laughs> Fuck. Which which celebrity was it when somebody was like, when when we're taking out all the white people and I got to kill X and somebody like <laughs> quote tweeted it and they were like, I appreciate the hesitation. Fuck. Who I was it? I think it was Lil Nas X. <laughs> Wasn't it? No, no, no. It was, I don't remember. It was a white guy. It was Charles. Or oh, it was, fucking like, was it? It was Tom Hanks, I think. It? Or it was someone. Something like, like that. Yeah, yeah. It was someone, someone that, that you wouldn't expect it. It was yeah. <laughs> I appreciate or, that. It was statement. Tony Hawk. It was Tony. It was Tony Hawk. Hawk. It was, was it, Tony. Was Hawk. it really yes, Tony, it Hawk? Tony Hawk? And he said, "I appreciate yeah. the hesitation." <laughs> yeah, God, it's, it's absolutely pretty good. True. Um. So anyway, so that's me right now. I'm currently in Tony Hawk's position. <laughs> um. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I vibe with that. I don't know if theater kids are really the ones that crave that structure and hierarchy. Um, I was told it was basically, and I was told this by another former theater kid, mm-hmm. um, that it was basically a, uh, it was like joining a sex cult. Mm. That was more. <laughs> I I think I think theater kids are no more horny than most high schoolers. I think they are just like a a little more open with it, a little more willing to be horny on main, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, those urges are like less sublimated and more just like right there and so you're a little right. more like whoa as a recent okay. convert to horny on may and i'm i'm appreciative i get it <laughs> um but i no no theater theater kids just want attention that's the whole deal the whole mm-hmm. thing is and everybody wants to be the hot guy who can dance and so there's a level of competition there mm-hmm. there yeah i don't know per, perhaps in other you know, my theater kid scene was not very hierarchical, but maybe mm-hmm. there are ones that really are. No, I think this is enough. This is enough information to completely destroy Marcos's theory. <laughs> yeah. I think we need to demolish that shit. I gotta yeah. take it. I gotta take it back. I gotta. I'm, I gotta do more research. It looks like I gotta take it back to the lab. <laughs> Listen, my understanding of where fascism comes from is correct. I just gotta figure mm. out how oh, it yeah. plugs into theater, <laughs> kids. <laughs> No, yeah, and I think 
I think there, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of very nerdy subcultures that are are very into that sense of hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. The more I was describing it, I was just describing Twitter as well. Right? Like that is that is that's just human dynamics. Is that people fall like power flows from one source? At least that's the way people think. Power flows mm-hmm. from one source, from one powerful person, and then from there. And like the way I've always kind of like tried to refute that is I'm always the kind of person that doesn't that is a conduit like more of a conduit like I don't want power to flow through me I want it to stop (laughs) like I don't want power I want other people around me to have more power and have more decision and agency because I I don't want the response I'm aware of like the weight of responsibility the weight that it fucking you know that it when you make a decision a unilateral decision that shit weighs heavy on you you know especially like I've had to make big decisions so like I don't want I don't want any of that power. I want other people to share it. I w- it's a nicer, it's an easier burden when more people share the the weight of, you know, making a huge decision. And I, I don't know. I think mm-hmm. I, yeah, yeah, that's well yeah. said. Fascism is listen, fascism is just easy mode. Like I don't know, <laughs> like that's that's why I get mad at people who are like especially like <laughs> yeah. the guys on Twitter that are like back in the day men used to be men and women blah 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 and they're like just talking fascist you know like think like mm-hmm. thinking points but the reality of it is like they just want they want <laughs> they're playing baby land they want easy mode they want to look at a guy yeah and be like, i, I saw can be that guy. i saw a really good fucking meme that uh that described that exactly what you're talking about i just remembered um and it was like this one guy dressed up in like military camo with face paint and everything he's like all right we did it we won the revolution we we're in control now and it's like a bunch of literally just like a legion of like doomer guys smiling and they're like where's the cute girl with the long hair standing in the field of wheat (laughs) (laughs) the more i read like i've been i'm actually glad that like you're here because i could talk about it but i'm like way into the lose right like i've been rereading the lose again and like I do this every year, where I just start rereading. I don't, I don't know shit about Deleuze. I'm sorry. You re- you no, know. you you don't. Even though you don't know like anything about it, you you are very you very understand. Like you have a very good understanding, especially your presence on Twitter, of like oh, schizoanalysis, right? Like of not of not limiting, of not like tracing desires, because ultimately what like Deleuze is talking about is like desires are production, right? Like desires are a product. Right. You are producing something by having a desire. You are moving towards a goal. You are doing something when you desire things. And like that's more like laconic, like pathological, like the idea that like a person does stuff because pathologically they are compelled to do that because they want to cover something up or they want to like it's the um, do you know the story about like the the guy whose wife is cheating on him? Do You know about that? The the, so. pa- the pathology of the, the pathology. The guy the whose wife is beating on him. No That's... cheating, cheating. The it's the pathology. Oh, cheating. It's, it's called <laughs> okay. it's called like cuckold pathology. It's like not that's a bad term for it because it it denotes something in your brain when you say that. But cuckold pathology is essentially there's a guy who is imagine a guy and he is constantly berating his wife and telling his wife, you're cheating on me. You're cheating on me. Don't talk to me. Don't speak to me. You're cheating on me. I know you're cheating on me. I know this in my heart. I can feel that you're cheating on me. And he keeps saying it over and over and over and over again. He eventually drives her away and he drives her away. She starts a relationship with another man and he confirms his own suspicions, 
which is, you know, like, well, of course she left me. She was cheating on me. Do you get, do you get what I'm saying? That's that self-fulfilling prophecy of like, no, she was never cheating on you. But pathologically, you felt that way and you caused it to happen. That kind of shit happens all the goddamn time on Twitter. And like, I think people have these really deeply sublimated desires to like, be portrayed as a specific way on Twitter. And so they like mm. make them, they make it an effort to like seem a specific, like seem a type of guy, seem a way. And then they just become parodies of who they really are. Whereas like people like you and people like me, people like just anyone on Twitter is always constantly like subverting whatever ideas you have about who we are. And I think that's huh. cool. I think that like that's the part of big brain Twitter that I actually really enjoy. And I kind of get why I'm part of it in that in that sense. But I don't run into a lot of those guys. It's a very few amount of guys that are like that. So. Yeah, no, it's it's fresh. It's unpretentious. It's fun. It's yeah. a, a space to to vibe out. Yeah, I'm pretentious um. as shit. <laughs> <laughs> on purpose all right that's I, why you're not on big brain twitter okay now i get it i'm pretentious because no one expects me to have pre- pretense you know like <laughs> no one yeah. expects me to to have airs I, I come from the dirt i come from the mud the fact that i'm you know that i can appreciate all of these things is is means that like you know what i mean like the fact that i have a fine appreciation for um what are those things called i don't know i can't my brain is not working right now Italian shoes, <laughs> <laughs> um, Rothko's. I, <laughs> of course, of course. He's a man of culture. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know how long y'all usually run this thing for, but I am gonna no. have to bounce no. pretty soon. Same. Um, That's all right. We got we got what we came for. Uh, do you want to plug anything before you before you leave? You want to plug your Twitter or any projects you're working on, or even links if you want to send them to me. Um. No, no, I'm just going to, like, I'm going to plug going for a walk. Everybody go for a walk. Going for a walk is good. You should listen to this podcast while you're walking. That's what you should do. This is a perfect walking podcast. Uh, It is a great walking podcast. Okay. Um, Not running or, like, intense, uh, like, exercise because you may have a literal gut-busting laugh <laughs> um, <laughs> that should have really just been a chuckle because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> other muscles were, were prior engaged. But uh... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you like this podcast, you can catch us every... We're trying to upload every Sunday. Um, if you want to support us on the Patreon, you can go to patreon.com forward slash the homie collective um hold on we'll have new episodes up uh hopefully every tuesday once we start going regular yep uh i'm gonna i've been really busy trying to find a fucking job yeah because uh, i we don't have enough money dude it's fucking uh i don't know if you guys have noticed but uh i think the next great depression is kind of here finally it's on, um, it's on the way so we're uh <laughs> we're we're in the crunch <laughs> I've only got enough money to make it through probably another month, and uh, that's it. <laughs> if you could spare ten bucks a month, we appreciate it. If you wanna, if you can't, and you're going through some shit, and you want to talk about it, you can always call the homie hotline at six six nine two five zero one eight eight three. That is six six nine two five zero one eight eight three. Let us know. You can call us if you have like a death threat or something. Funny whatever. To say you want to say something funny? You want to talk you about your life? Talk about yeah, whatever. Yeah, we'll listen. We just broke up with your girl or some. You got engaged, you know. Well, yeah, we we celebrate. <laughs> you pet your dog. Do you pet your dogs. dog? We want to hear from you. 
Charlie, it was really fun talking to you. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks thanks for having me, y'all. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It was really yeah. tight. We appreciate it, man. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>